you know, one of the things I love about Christ's community is uh, that, um, man, all the time we're pushing ourselves uh, to, to continue to figure out what it is that God has made us to do, how he's made us to be. And um, we, uh, we had a really cool thing happen this week in the life of Christ's community. We had a birthday, and uh, Christ's community church turned nine years old this week. So, yeah, we were excited for that. We were excited for that. And for some of you, you know uh, this lady over here on my right very well. And um, for others of you, you may not even know who this is. And that's okay. That's all right. That's part of uh, getting to know the family of people here at Christ Community Church. But this lady is none other than the one, the only, Phyllis Webb. And she holds, she holds a spot at Christ Community that none of the rest of you can hold. She birthed our founding pastor, so, I mean, that's, I mean, that's pretty unique. That's pretty unique. And, um, and so I asked her if she would come and share uh, a little bit of her journey and her story with us uh, this morning. And she's done this before. So she said, well, what part of my story do you want me to share? I can't share it all. <laughs> Send me some questions. And so um, these are some things that I've asked her to share about. And uh, I think she has a, a really unique um, way of sharing. And I think she has a unique story to tell. So... Um, Phyllis, uh, let's just jump right in, all right? All right. Who are you? This, this, no, no biggie. Yeah. This isn't a big question at all. Who are you as a follower of Christ? Who, who has God made you to be? Actually, that's a real easy one for me. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a child of the king. Oops. I can't. I can't lose my notes. No, I'm a child of the king. I was uh, fortunate enough to be raised in a home where we went to church. Uh, I started church before I can remember. Mm. So I learned all the stories. I uh, felt like God was calling me at the age of eight to become a Christian. Mm. And so I made that commitment and I followed him. And what that involved for me was I stayed active in church. Yeah. And I uh, learned all the Bible stories. I uh, was active in my youth group. I had two particular youth ministers that took a special interest in me and helped me in many ways. Um, I was just, uh, I don't want to leave out. Take your time, you're good. I know you dropped your notes, you got to get them all sorted. There's yeah. no, no trouble in that. Yeah. So I learned to walk with the Lord at that early age. Yeah. And the one thing that I learned was that sometimes I walked with him in sync, step in step. Mm. And sometimes he was a little bit ahead of me, mm. but he was never out of sight. Mm. And that's mm. the one thing that I remember. Man, that's, that's really good. He was never out of sight. Um, this is off script, but you know me. I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so you talked about how that foundation of your family always being in church was fundamental in the beginning of your journey. Talk about how that influenced you later in life. Uh, I think so many times we, we don't realize that what we are doing, many of us young parents, the way that we navigate church now is shaping the kids later. Talk about how that did work for you. Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, I was going to mention this, uh, that I commend all the young parents in the church for bringing their children. The more often you bring them, the more regular you bring them, the more you talk about the Lord with them at home, 
the more it's going to become part of who they are. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's one thing to bring them once a month or, you know, just every now and then, but they're going to become more committed if they see you being more committed. Mm, that's good. Yeah. They're going to do what you do, not yes, necessarily what you yes, say. Yes, yes, Yeah, that's good. Um, all right, so we're in this series called Made for More, mm -hmm. and we're trying to answer three really big questions. Who's God made you to be? What's God asked you to do? And where does God want you to go? And um, we, in small groups especially, our small groups, they've, they've kind of come through the B section. They've, they're figuring out who God has created us to be. They're getting ready to move into the do section. So uh, give us a little bit of insight into Phyllis Webb. When you're most effective for God's kingdom, what are you doing? Well, for me, it has, uh, I know early on you, think about what are my gifts and I need to be working in my gifts and I think that's true to a certain degree but for me it has become watching and waiting and uh, praying and looking for where God's working and I took a study once Henry Blackaby said uh, experiencing God join God where he is working yeah and so I just try to be in tune to that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just something as simple as an encouraging word mm. or a hug or finding out what a need could be met. And that's, for me, that's how I practice. Yeah. No, that's awesome. You're most effective when you see God working and you can just join him. Yes. As opposed to trying and, to manufacture. And the other thing is making sure others can see Jesus in you. Mm. Everywhere you go, you're a representative of Christ, and uh, it could be something as simple as the grocery store, and somebody cuts you off or something, and you can get angry, or you can be responding Christ-like love. Yeah. And so, it, and in other opportunities, you might be able to say something mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that uh, they need to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's really good. Um, okay. Let's. We're gonna. We're these at least. Last back end, we de we dive a little deeper, right? We get a little okay. more personal. Okay. God called you to be a part of this journey here at Christ Community Church, and um, that has ups and downs. We're a church that plants churches, and, and what we continue to find in planting churches is that there's going to be lots of ups and lots of downs in mm -hmm. starting new churches. Yes. Uh, you've been here for all those bumps, yeah. all those hills and the valleys. Um, how has that? How's that changed over the years? What's it looked like over the years to be a part of this journey here at Christ Community Church? Well, it's been very interesting. I first off would say it's very exciting to be able to support your son and your daughter-in-law as they have this vision to start a church. Mm -hmm. And it was easy for Alton and I to make that transition from our church to come here and support them. Um, I think that if you have a child between 10 and 8, I had probably rocked that baby in the nursery. Because <laughs> I kept that nursery, nursery for solid for two years. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I don't think I went to church the first two years because we were uh, wanting to make sure our visitors got to church. Mm. And so we kept our workers in the back. And so in the beginning, not only did I keep the nursery, but... We had to pack up and set up every week. I yeah. mean, it was, you remember. I, I remember. <laughs> and we had a family at one time. They had several children. And so every week and they would come and set up the chairs. And they did it 
in, uh, they challenge themselves every week to yeah. do it faster yep. than the last week. So yeah. it was always, it was, it was work, but it was fun work. We all were together, and, it, yeah. and that was good. Um, then we, uh, I always hosted, or we always hosted a community group in our home mm. uh, for several years, and that was, that was good, and that was fun. That's the way you get to know people, really, yeah. and we've talked about that a lot with community groups. And, um, but we did get to know a lot of people and we had a cross section of people in our group. Mm -hmm. So we had older and younger and just a good time of discussion and a fellowship. Yeah. One of my favorite stories I'm going to ask you to tell again, okay. here I am sidetracked. Will you, a, will you tell about the time that Jonathan Bennett asked you out? That, oh, oh yeah. Jonathan Bennett. He was about, uh, 15 years old. And uh, he was John and Angela Bennett's son, and John Bennett was a pastor of children's ministries. And so he called me one night and wanted to know if I could go out for ice cream. Because <laughs> you all been in the same community group, yeah, right? So and he we, just we had Ms. gotten Phyllis. to know each other through the community group, and he felt comfortable enough to want to hang out with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that story. I do. Yes, I love that story. Yes, I almost forgot that one. Um. So you have kind of the excitement of the beginning, um, but, but there's, there's ups and downs in that. And I know you yeah. shared some of those things with me and different things, but um, as you've gone through this journey, you, you've experienced a lot of loss, a lot of loss. Um, of course, Alden has passed, and, and that's significant loss. Very. And, um, and then there's other kinds of losses, too, that yes. may not be death. You know, Lee and yes. Rachel have recently moved. yes. Uh, they stranded so me. They, they, they <laughs> stranded you. Um, and and um, it's just been a, 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 a difficult journey, a lot of loss in that. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, we may not all be experiencing loss the way that you have, but I think that many of us experience grief. And so my question for you is, as a, as a seasoned follower of Christ, how has grief affected your walk with the Lord, and how have you navigated that? Well, those are good questions, and it's an ongoing process. I have to uh, tell, talk a little bit about Alton first, in case some of you don't know him, but he was a vibrant, active, real estate, Christian, churchgoer man in our community, mm -hmm. and I wish that most of you could remember him that way, mm -hmm. but unfortunately... He had Parkinson's, and uh, he wound up in a wheelchair, and I'm afraid that that's how most of the people in our church remember him. Mm -hmm. They don't remember the before. But um, he was a founding member of the church. He was the first one of the first elders on the church. He um, uh, was active in the community, in real estate, and he and Lee had a business together. And... But we started experiencing losses, uh, and they came slowly, and then they exponentially got bigger. Uh, we got the diagnosis that he had Parkinson's in about 2001 or two, and so we knew that it was going to be a progressive disease, and so we started thinking about that, and, and yet... Um, we didn't think about it as being debilitating to the point that it became. Sure. And then, um, so 
that was a blow. And then in uh, 2011, uh, he developed colorectal cancer. And mm -hmm. when he went in for a routine colonoscopy, they came out and told me he had stage three colon cancer. And I was not expecting anything, because, I mean, we went routinely for that. And so um, as a result of that, uh, for five, the next five years, we were in and out of hospitals. We had multiple surgeries, and um, it just, uh, I had to become a full-time caregiver. Uh, we downsized, moved from our home to a patio home. So mm -hmm. a lot of changes that yeah. affect you. And, um, but we survived, and uh, Alton had a good sense of humor. Mm -hmm. And so he, sure did. yeah, so he would, uh, you know, joke around. I remember one time I was helping him after he'd been to the bathroom, and I looked at him and I said, you know what? I have a feeling that if the tables were reversed, I'd be in a nursing home. <laughs> and he grinned and he chuckled, you know. Because <laughs> he knew that was true. He pleaded the fifth on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we survived because we knew God is our rock. Mm. And there wasn't a time that uh, he, when he first was diagnosed with cancer, he told the community group that he hoped that others could see Jesus in him as he went through the process. Wow. So, um, but the downsides to having cancer in Parkinson's was that it increased his Parkinson's symptoms. Yeah. We had to, we had so many surgeries and he had to have a tube put in so that I could give his medicine to him through his stomach. Mm. And that was a, a daily challenge, sure. twice a day. Sure. Um, but come on, um, in January of, uh, 17, uh, he had, he woke up that morning and he had pain in his stomach. And so we thought, well, we better get to the doctor. So we wound up at the ER for all day sitting in the waiting room. And then they finally got him back to a room and decided he had a blockage in his colon. Mm -hmm. And so he had emergency surgery around 11 p.m. that night. And he never really recovered from that. Yeah. So he passed the next day. Mm -hmm. But um, what I have learned, what I've learned from grief, is the hardest thing that you have to go through. Um, it's a physical pain. It's mm. a broken heart. Um, it, it dulls your mind in the very beginning and maybe even after, I don't know. Mm. But uh, it, uh, the pain comes and goes. Some days you, uh, in the beginning, you cry every day, but then it gets to be a little less, but you cry. And that's okay because that's the process of grief. Mm -hmm. And we have to go. Everybody here has lost someone they love. So they can relate to that. Yeah. I think it's different when it's your spouse. Mm. We've been married 44 years. Yeah. And so it was hard. Um, you know, but there are no easy way answers to get through grief. For me, it was back to the basics. Mm. Spending time in the Bible, uh, prayer, and surrounding myself with Christian friends and loved ones. Yeah, it's good. So good. Well, Miss Phyllis, we appreciate you sharing. And, um, you know, I think it's interesting to me that when I asked you earlier about 
um, what are you doing when you're doing the most for the kingdom? He said, well, I'm joining Jesus wherever he, he needs me. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of your story is that there was a season where he needed you to be Alton's caregiver mm-hmm. and you were doing your best work for the kingdom. Yes. And um, the Lord has been good to, to then use that to minister to us today as you shared and, and help us to think about how we can follow Jesus first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I appreciate you sharing. And uh, on behalf of everyone who has an 8 to 10 year old and was here from the early days, <laughs> thank you for rocking our babies. Yes, yes, you're most... Most appreciated, but I have to thank, um, I have several close friends, and they become my posse, and they were there during that time. Phyllis has a posse, (laughs) y'all. But I have to thank uh, Peggy Berry, Mm -hmm. and Leon and Carol Beth Mooneyhan, and then uh, more recent friends, Cheryl Freerman and Bessie Hawk, and Mm just for being there and being friends. And there was a song, oh, and I have to thank my children. (laughs) Uh, My children are my rock. They, they, uh, they keep me in, they know when I need help and when I don't. And Mm -hmm. so they, we stay involved, even though they live far away now. But there was a song at the time that uh, helped me. And uh, it was Lauren Daigle. And I had it sung at Alton's funeral, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to read a few of the lyrics because this spoke so clearly to me at the time. Mm-hmm. It says, when you don't move the mountains, I'm needing you to move. When you don't part the waters, I wish I could walk through. When you don't give the answers as I cry out to you, I will trust in you. You are my strength and comfort. You are my steady hand. You are my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. Your ways are always higher. Your plans are always good. There's not a place where I'll go. You've not already stood. That's good. I think I have nothing more to say than let's pray. That's good. Heavenly Father, we we do want to trust you as we've heard these words. Uh, Father, as you're making us into more, as you're showing us how you've already made us for more, God, we pray that you would uh, give us the the faith to trust you more. God, thank you for Phyllis and for how she has uh, loved on us so well and, uh, and how you've used her to love on others. Father, I pray that as we worship you this morning, that you would, uh, that you would just call us to that deep level of faith and trust in you. That no matter what we're walking through, whether it's grief, whether it's a point of joy, whether it's a mountain or a valley, Father, we pray that you would help us to realize, uh, that, as she said earlier, man, you're within sight. We just want to walk in step as closely as we can with you. Help us to do that this morning. Help bring us into step with you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.